Hey there. Welcome to Katie's Place, the podcast for the geek in you. I'm your host, KD. Okay, and once again, let me do one of those who is this guy type of intros. So, I'm the author of a number of series the Dreamweaver series, the Adrian's Children series, the Urban Legends series, and the Iska series. And because I drink coffee, I reserve the right to take the occasional sip between pauses. I mean, I'm a writer. It's what we do. So anyway, you can read what each series is about by going to kdwebster.com. I'm also on Facebook under KD Webster. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me there at kdwebster4. That's kdwebster, the number four. Got it? Before I get too ahead of myself, let me take a moment to send out a heartfelt thank you for giving KD's place a chance. I admit, I'm new to the world of podcasting, and I'm learning this industry as I go along. Okay, yeah, I'm making this up as I go along. But I promise, each episode will be better than the one before it in terms of content and technical quality. Take this episode, for example. While setting up my equipment, I found my microphone settings were... Well, I don't want to say wrong. Let's just say incorrect. But you live, you learn, you know better, you do better. So stick with me a bit longer. It'll be worth it. I pinky promise. (laughs) Yeah, you heard me. Pinky promise. I said what I said. Okay, time to podcast. For this episode, I thought I'd change it up just a bit. Thought I'd tell you a story. Thought I'd tell you a horror story. So sit back. Take a second to get comfortable. Adjust your volume. Get your mind in that head space. You know, where the words start painting a picture. Where the imagination fills in the spaces. That place where you're mentally jumping at shadows. You with me on this? You ready? Okay. So I should probably state a disclaimer first. The following account is based on true and actual events. It was told to me by my best friend Cletus over a game of chess. Now, Cletus knew the persons involved personally, and he gave me permission to tell this story on two conditions. The names would remain anonymous, and certain details would be, let's say, sanitized. So, with your indulgence, I'll grab my coffee mug, and the tale will begin. A family of four had purchased a home in Colorado. It was a two-story mid-contemporary with a furnished basement. It had five bedrooms, four baths, and a media room. The basement looked like it was converted to a home office slash man cave for the previous owner. 
The living room had a dark brown shag and plush carpeting. The outside was painted a drab canary yellow, but that was okay. The family didn't mind. The large quarter moon windows had that symmetrical look. At night, they looked like eyes that followed you as you walked by. As though if you stared at the house long enough, it would stare back. It was for that reason the kids on the block would cross to the other side of the street rather than pass by that house at night. It was late 90s construction, but the realtor said it had good bones, for whatever that meant. The family got the house at $80,000 below asking, which in the Denver area was practically unheard of. Now, since I promised Cletus I'd keep the names concealed, I'll refer to the individual family members as mother, daughter, father, and son. Son was intern his freshman year at the local high school. Daughter was somewhere in elementary. Selling in was easy enough. Spring and summer had come and gone. Friends were made and kept. The family was the socializing type. Dad was in sales. Mom ran a PR firm. So fitting in came natural. But then the fall had rolled around. To celebrate coming up on all four seasons in the new place, mom and dad went to a Halloween party hosted by the family living at the end of the block. Now we being legal and Denver being Denver, the two enjoy edibles with THC and CBD. Later, in the middle of the night at home, Dad woke up to use the bathroom. Passing by the staircase, he saw a shadowy movement downstairs. Putting a bathroom visit on hold and wishing he had something useful in hand, Dad crept silently down the steps. He saw a creature of some sort shuffling about in the living room. The creature was humanish and freakishly tall, bony thin with long limbs, gray skin, gray straggly hair, and was covered in black moldy strips of cloth. Dad kept looking at this strange deformity but said nothing. The Halloween party was the first time Mom and Dad had ever partaken of such recreational items. So at first glance, Dad thought it was a fake apparition caused by edible overindulgence. That is until the creature turned and saw Dad. The creature snarled, and Dad saw a mouthful of sharp and jagged teeth. The creature rushed him. The two fought. Dad went full out to protect his family, while at the same time trying hard not to wake anyone to such a chilling sight. He was the man of the house, after all. This was his fight. His family needed dreams, not nightmares. The struggle was intense, but only lasted a few minutes because then the creature just stepped back into the shadows and disappeared. Dad felt his body. No cuts, no bruises, just sweat, a racing heartbeat, and the smell of cannabis oil oozing from his pores. It wasn't until after the fight that Dad realized the creature never spoke. It did no more than snarl in anger. But those eyes, those gray eyes, the way they looked at him, 
like an ancient evil, like death, the rage, like a predator stalking prey. Dad would never forget that look. Dad wanted to wake mom, but what if it really was a side effect of the drugs? Mom would probably just laugh and go back to sleep. So he tried to do the same. He fell asleep with the image of the creature shuffling downstairs. The next morning, Dad checked out the living room. Nothing was damaged. A chair moved out of place, a couch pillow on the carpet, but that was about it. Dad spoke not a word of this to his family, thinking that it really was all in his head due to the THC. The last thing he wanted was to be that guy. You know, the one who couldn't hold his liquor, or in this case, an edible gummy. Fast forward a bit. So once again, the seasons rolled around and made their way back to fall. It was the final week of October, and Dad had to fly out of town for business. Son and daughter went to a Halloween party and stayed overnight. So that left mom home alone. Now, with the kids out of the house, mom used the private time to partake of her favorite stash of Colorado Kush. Lazing on a couch and into her second joint, she was reading a book about the so-called true accounts of the Amityville Horror. She thought it was a weird coincidence that the way the windows were described in the colonial-style Amityville house was so much like the windows in her own home. Her thinking about the windows caused her to look up. It was then that she saw the same creature Dad had seen. Now keep in mind, Dad never told anyone about his encounter. The creature stood in a corner a tall, monstrous silhouette against a dark-lit wall. For a good while, it stood there in silence. The only thing standing out were those piercing, evil gray eyes. Mom wondered if it were a trick of the moonlight casting shadows from the branches of the trees outside. But then she heard breathing, huffing breathing, followed by a snarl. Was she hearing things? She got up to take a closer look, and that's when she saw the teeth. The creature attacked Mom. Mom tried, but the creature was stronger. The struggle took them into the kitchen. She grabbed the first thing she could, a cast iron skillet. She commenced to well in on the creature, beating it back. She kept swinging, but the last stroke she put too much into it. She missed and hit herself instead. The impact from the skillet knocked her out. She woke up on the dining room floor just before the kids got home the following morning. She had a knot on her head, but her hair covered it up. Remembering last night, she pulled two knives from the kitchen drawer, one for each hand. She went from room to room, opening closets, turning on lights despite it being daytime. She saved the basement for last. 
She'd never been afraid to go down those stairs before. But now... Now it felt like every horror movie that had a basement in it was coming to mind. It took forever to look around every corner and in the crawl space under the stairs. Still, Mom saw nothing. And that's what made her confidence grew. Thinking it may have been a hallucination brought on by the weed, she said nothing when the kids came home. Nor did she say anything to Dad. Ever. Exactly one year after that, Mom and Dad went to the annual Halloween party thrown by the house at the end of the block. This left the now 17-year-old son to watch his sister. The son couldn't sleep, so he decided to immerse himself into a horror movie. A bucket of popcorn, a bottle of soda, and his favorite spot on the living room carpet, and he was all set. The horror movie was about a haunted woods and a wendigo. It was told in found footage format. You know, like you see in those home videos. The movie was about these two young kids who were seen going into the woods, but not seen coming out. They were missing for days. A manhunt followed, but then members of the search party got separated from each other. All 12 of them. Each were never seen again. Turns out, the woods itself was possessed. Anyone who ventured in never came out, unless the woods chose to spit them out. But there was a reason for this. The woods were both home and prison to the supernatural creature called the Wendigo. The Wendigo is a monster cursed with a never-ending hunger for human flesh. Those trapped in the woods did their best to escape. Some even came close. They'd see the way out, but never being fast enough to outrun the creature to the outer trees. So one by one, they were eaten alive. As soon as the movie concluded, the sun got up off the carpet to find that same annual creature. It was pacing the floor as if waiting. To the sun, it looked eerily similar to the monstrous Wendigo in the horror movie. The sun went on the offensive immediately, punching, kicking, grappling, yelling until he was able to beat the thing back into the shadows. This commotion woke up the daughter, who went downstairs to see what the matter was. The sun, seeing no evidence of the thing he just fought, and remembering it looked like the Wendigo from the flick, he convinced his sister he was simply immersed in the movie and that it just seemed so real. He said nothing the next day, or any day afterward. A year later, the daughter, who's now 10 years old, she couldn't sleep. Her stomach hurt from too much trick-or-treat candy. She went downstairs for a glass of water. Once again, the creature was there. It saw her. She saw it. This time, though, before it could attack, she screamed at such a high pitch it stunned the creature. The thing turned and ran to blend back into the shadows. The daughter's scream woke up everyone in the house. 
they all made a mad dash downstairs. So when asked what was wrong, daughter didn't even try to conceal. Instead, she described the monster in full detail, right down to the gray scraggly hair. Mom, dad, and son each looked at each other, and then at the daughter. Four weeks later, the house was sold for $30,000 below asking price. The reason given for such a markdown? That drab, canary, yellow exterior. The end. I know, right? Okay, send me your thoughts. KD at KDWebster.com or on Twitter at KDWebster4. That's KDWebster, the number four. What did you think of the story? And what type of horror do you like? What creeps you out the most? Are you the blood and guts type or the more slow burn psychological get up in your mental type? And if you want your comments read on a future podcast, let me know. So before I close out, and like I did in my previous episodes, I want to give you a sense of what you could expect in future podcasts. We'll get into comic books and animation, books and movies. Might even get into why Stargate is better than both Star Trek and Star Wars combined. If there's a geek in you, if there's a nerd in you, this podcast is the place for you. We'll have the occasional guests, from that indie author popping in to promote their latest project, to that down-to-earth entertainer just dropping by to send a quick shout-out. Speaking of shout-outs, a special thanks to my best friend Cletus for letting me tell this story. He's on vacation in Oleander, Oregon right now. Cletus, I got your voicemail. I'm sorry the ghost got to your fresh baked cookies, but maybe next time you should stay at a bed and breakfast where they keep the animals on a leash. So I will leave you with this final thought. Take a break from your world. Visit for a while in mine. Come often. Stay for a spell. You all stay sassy and classy. I'm out.